Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that seeks to help us find that faith that makes Jesus marvel. Um, coming at you today, happy to report from my home in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, where we are bracing for impact um, from Hurricane Ian. Um, many of you probably uh, are listening from the state of Florida, since I know I have a lot of friends and, and uh, people in my circle that live in Florida. So I pray that no matter where you are, that the, this message finds you well and finds you in the comfort and the strength of the Lord. And just knowing that um, regardless of where you are in your faith, where you are in your walk with him, that you know, and uh, hopefully this podcast will help you to, to see how loved you are, how protected you are, and how much God longs to just um, reach out to you today. And I hope that he will allow me um, to impart a word to you today that will encourage you in your faith and help you to, to build up your faith muscles, as it were. So the message that I have to you today should be a fairly short message, and it's called God Longs to Be Invited. God Longs to Be Invited. And so many of these messages that I'm going to be doing are going to be, uh, in the days, coming days and weeks and months, are going to be what I call kind of a Christianity 101, where they're just very simple, basic, childlike, faithful messages that the Lord's given me. And that's the kind of faith that he, that really makes him marvel, is a simple, childlike faith that just says, my God can do anything. And I really wanted to talk to you about, today, about why, um, why I chose this title, God Longs to Be Invited. Um, God is a gentleman, and I always tell people that, uh, you know, you can't have true love, real love, God's kind of unconditional love that only he can provide. You can't have his love, his agape love, as the Bible calls it, without free will. Um, any of us who have have um, lived for any length of time, it probably in our younger years had somebody that we really um, were attracted to, that uh, we we just would have done anything to get this person to love us, or even maybe to notice us, because we just you know fell in love. You could call it puppy love or whatever. But uh, you know you can't, as you know from experiences like that. A lot of times there's disappointment and heartbreak. I'm sure we've all had our heart broken by somebody, some crush that we had on somebody. And and as that that uh, proves to us that we are free will agents, we we certainly can't make anyone love us. So uh, God knows that He made us, He created us this way. So in the same manner, He does not force Himself on us. We have to choose to love God, and the only way to do that is really to see how much He loves us. And the best expression of that, as you know, is just to look at the cross. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, you know, that so, whoever, whosoever shall believe in him can find eternal life. The only way to really find eternal life is to, is to, to get a revelation of how much God loved us. Beloved, the Bible says in 1 John 3, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we would be called sons and daughters of God. It says we don't yet know, you know, understand this or know who we are, but one day we shall, when we shall see him face to face, we shall see that we were like him all along. We're, we're all created in God's image, and we are to, to be an expression in this earth of God's unconditional love for others, and it's really hard in these days. The Bible predicted this. Jesus himself 
predicted that in uh, Matthew 21 in these in the latter days, which I believe we're in, that the the love of most people will grow cold because they'll be seeing the lawlessness that's going on on the earth, and uh, their hearts will be hardened because of all the things that we're seeing. So I hope this message today really helps you to see how much you're loved by God, and if you can receive that love. If you listen to my last message, um, it was called How to Become God's Wide Receiver. The first thing we have to learn to do um, is to is to receive God's love. And even as, even as somebody who's been walking with the Lord for a couple decades, I have to always remind myself that I can't give out what I don't receive first. So each day I have to get up and just receive the love of God by grace through faith. It's not of myself. It's a gift of God. And it's not by any work, so I can't boast about it. All I have to do is receive it. It's unconditional. I can't receive it any other way. And when I do receive it, I can't pay God back. I don't need to pay God back. The only thing I need to do is just pour it out on other people. Like I said in my last message, we fill up in the morning on the love of God, and then we go out into the world and we pour out that love on people. And at the end of the day, we sleep in good peace, and we wake up the next morning, we do it again. We fill up, we pour out, we repeat the process. So anyway, that's just kind of a little recap of my last message. But to move on, I wanted to just ask you a question. Why does God answer prayers? Why, why does God answer prayers? Well, I think, you know, for any of us today, I think people are, I'll give some examples and then I'll give you an answer of why I think he answers prayers um, and what the Bible says about why he answers prayers. But if you, you look at this world today, I think you see there's a lot of people praying for peace. There's so much turmoil and conflict going on in the world that just getting peace in our mind and calming our minds and our hearts down could be probably the number one prayer for a lot of people or for God to take away this fear that seems to permeate every single person on the planet. And when we ask God to do this, to give us peace, uh, to, to guard us, protect our hearts and our minds, he does that. Yes, he wants us to be at peace. Absolutely. He's the prince of peace. But I think there's a bigger reason why God answers prayers behind, behind all this. And that reason can be summed up in one word. And that one word is relationship. I think God really answers prayers. Yes, because he loves us and he wants to give us good gifts. But also, he wants us, you know, above this, he wants us in relationship with himself. We see so many instances in the Bible of people being healed by God and being saved by God, but then not making him the Lord of their life. They get saved or set free, you could say, by the Lord Jesus, but then they don't follow after him. And that's really what God wants. He wants a relationship with us throughout all of eternity. And I think the number one reason that he answers prayers is relationship. And of course, any good father, and he's there's no greater father than our heavenly father. And as it says, as Jesus says in, in Matthew 7, 11, if you love to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your father in heaven want to give good gifts to you? So I think that uh, God is a gentleman. Something we have to know about him is that he does not force himself on people. He does not force himself on people. People that force themselves on other people uh, in society, we call that rape. And um, those people are thrown in prison and incarcerated. That's a, that's a violation of somebody's sovereignty of their body, their bodily sovereignty. To force yourself on anybody, either mentally 
or physically um, is a violation of the character and the nature and the word of God. So God is a gentleman and he waits. He longs for us to invite him into our lives. So I just wanted to put that impression upon you. And so when you're when you're praying, remember it's not about the gifts that you're asking for so much as it is to know the character and the nature of the gift giver, of the good father. And you have to really be aware nowadays in these these times that we're living in. Satan, the Bible says, masquerades as an angel of light. So he comes as somebody saying, oh, look, I've got something good for you. Um, you know, as Ronald Reagan put it, beware of anyone that uh, comes to you from the government and says, hey, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And uh, a lot of things that we think are good things are not necessarily uh, always in our best interest because the devil presents them in a way that they look like, oh, well, you know, here's the answer to your your problems. Take this shot, take this pill, eat this, drink this, and tempts us with these things that may give us some temporary relief or peace, but in the long term, lead us into uh, quite a bit of bondage. So I want you to know today as I close this message, how much God longs to have relationship with you, and he longs to be invited into your heart. Jesus himself says, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. And if any man opens up, you know, I will, I will invite him to supper. And he sits down with us and has a meal with us. And so I want to just ask you today to please consider when you pray that number one, God really longs to answer. I think today, whatever it is that your prayer is, you could put it in the comments if you want somebody to um, agree with you in prayer or you can contact me. There's several ways to do that. Um, and, and I would agree in prayer with you because the Bible says when two or more are in agreement, touching anything that God is there in the midst and that he longs to, to answer our prayers. But, um, I believe God's going to answer the prayer that you have today, the longing that's on your heart, but remember why he does it. And it's really a twofold reason, I guess is the best way to look at this is that he, he longs to give you, let's say you're praying for peace. He longs to give you that peace or you're, you're praying for a loved one in your family to to have peace for a son or a daughter, or you're praying for the health of yourself or a loved one. He longs, absolutely longs to see us healthy and whole, just as we as parents want to see that for our kids. He wants us to be that way. But he, what he really longs for is to invite us into relationship with him. As we see these prayers get answered, we long to know him more, not to come to just get gifts like like he's a divine Santa Claus, but to know him, to know his character, to know his nature, to know that he's always there. He's an ever-present help in times of trouble and that he will never leave us nor forsake us. I think these are the things that he really longs to do in our lives. And I uh, just wanted to close today by saying, God waits. So invite him into your life through prayer. Ask him, tell him what your needs are. He is, I call Jesus the great need meter extraordinaire. And the Jesus that walked the earth 2,000 years ago is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's what it says in Hebrews 13, 8. And he answered the prayers and the petitions of everyone that came to him. Everyone. There was nobody that was turned away by Jesus. So remember that if all you have to do is come to him, he's not going to force himself on you. Invite him into your life. Invite him into your heart today and know 
that uh, as you go out today in the world, you are dearly loved by God. You are his child. You are created in his image. Just ask him and he'll show you.